This is Listen Lakeland, the show that keeps you up to date on all things happening in and around the Lakeland area. Here's your chance to plan your family activities and learn more about what your city government and your neighbors are doing to make Lakeland a great place to live, work, and play. Hello, thank you for joining us for the September edition of the Listen Lakeland radio show and podcast. This is a show highlighting people, places, activities, and organizations that make Lakeland an exceptional place to call home. I'm Trendy Lorino with Lakeland Vision. Lakeland Vision is an organization that works to gather the community's input into a comprehensive vision for the future of Lakeland. And the areas that the people of Lakeland have told us are of, are of vital importance are jobs for a vibrant community, lifelong education, activities for a diverse community, and strong and safe neighborhoods. And my guests today work for an organization that touches on all of these areas. So I'm very excited and pleased to be talking to both Christina Kreiser-Jackson and Catherine Fritzwater of the United Way of Central Florida. Welcome, and thank you for being here. Good morning. Thank you for having us. Thank you so much for making time. Um, so as I told you guys at the beginning, this is my very first ever podcast and so uh, or radio show for that matter. Um, so I'm a little bit out of my comfort zone, but as they tell me, that is where the magic happens. Um, so we're going to hope that some magic happens today. Uh, and um, First, I actually really want to start off because I'm always curious about how people, about people's career paths and how they, you know, got to the place that they are. And Christina, I was looking, you know, I was doing a little research and looking and you have been with the United Way since 2008, correct? Yes, yes that's true. So tell us how you started with the United Way. Well, I actually started my journey with United Way in college. I um, was involved with an organization called Dance Marathon at University of Florida and fell in love with the nonprofit sector. Um, from there, I was able to uh, land a summer associate internship in D.C. with United Way Worldwide. And when it was time to come back to Florida, um, I went to my boss and asked them which United Ways would they recommend in United Way of Central Florida was on the top of the list as far as its location um, with public supermarkets, the phosphate industry, and just the generosity and sense of philanthropy that's here in Polk, Highlands, and Hardy County. That's wonderful. And so I can assume that you would highly recommend the United Way as a place to work. Oh, absolutely. Absolutely. <laughs> Very honored to serve in this um, recent capacity, um, but I would um, definitely encourage that it is an awesome opportunity to address the community's most critical needs um, with powerful partners, workplaces, and philanthropists. And Catherine, you started off, you had a, a different career path. You actually started off in advertising on the agency side, and you won six American Advertising of Polk County Awards. Do you remember that, what those campaigns were for? Um, that was actually for a few, um, some retail clients. And then actually, um, I worked closely with um, Florida Baptist just Children's Homes, which is headquartered in Lakeland. Um, they were one of my nonprofit clients, so I got to dip my toe a little bit into nonprofit marketing um, at um, in advertising before um, switching over to United Way just over a year ago. 
So what motivated the change from the agency side to the nonprofit sector? Uh, so I've really been involved with United Way um, for my whole life. Um, my parents were really involved in United Way when I was growing up. So I was always aware of United Way and a little bit about what they did in the community. But I really got involved when I was invited to join the Young Leaders Society after um, coming home after college from when I graduated from the University of Florida. Um, I was invited to join the Young Leaders Society and um, was really able to get more involved in understand more about the process of United Way um, and how it supports our community um, through the Young Leaders Society. I was in that group um, and then was able to actually chair that group before um, coming on as a staff member um, just over a year ago. So um, being able to combine my um, love of advertising and creativity um, with giving back, I think it was just the perfect fit. Um, so it was fun to have that opportunity and now be on the United Way team. Very cool. And um, you said, so through that experience, you really learned about what the United Way does and what its mission is. Can you guys tell our listeners um, about exactly what those programs are at the United Way? Absolutely. Um, so our mission is to improve lives and strengthen our community. Um, and we do this by identifying gaps in services and then providing solutions to those gaps. So we work with experts in the field. Um, we work with various um, nonprofit experts, um, health experts, education experts um, to really meet those needs and help our community. Um, so we have seven key areas that we focus on. Um, we focus on early childhood education, academic achievement, um, financial stability, um, improving the overall health of our community. Um, we have a new program called a community partnership school. So that kind of goes in our education um, umbrella as well. And then our newest initiative to end, end hunger. Um, and then we also work to make sure that people always have a safety net in at times of crisis. So that's been key um, over the last six months more than ever that we are able to provide that safety net to individuals when they, they do run into crisis situations that are out of our control, like um, a pandemic or a natural disaster, um, which can really affect um, an individual's life. Okay, and so let's talk about that a little bit more because obviously we have all been living through a crisis situation for about five months now. Um, so Christina, I'd love to know how has COVID-19 actually impacted the organization internally? So United Way is established to address the community's greatest needs. Um, so we haven't had to change that, but we've had to pivot and change our role drastically during the last couple of months. Um, the first service that we've had established, but that has grown significantly is our 211 service. So individuals in the community can call 211 or text their zip code to 898-211 and then refer to services in the community that address those needs. Some of those services that are newer to our community and um, to the Lakeland community include our George Jenkins in Hunger Initiative, which allows for 17 sites throughout the county um, to provide um, food drops and resources um, for community members in need or just struggling to get by during this time. We also have the Polk County Unites, which is a partnership with the Polk County Board of County Commissioners and any individual who has had a decrease in pay. So it could be a furlough, a layoff, or they've just had decreased hours, um, is encouraged to apply for this assistance. It's $2,000 per household. 
And again, like I said, um, we want to get this, these funds out to the community. Um, the county has established these funds to help um, our community members and our citizens. And there's really no other restriction other than being a Polk County citizen who has had a decrease in pay due to COVID-19. Um, is, is there a website or? Um, no, the best way to do that is through the 2 online, but they'll okay. refer them to the partner that can help them with um, their assistance. Okay. And they can, they can identify that partner that's closest to where they work or live. Mm-hmm. And the End Hunger Initiative, you said that there were 17 locations um, around, is that around the county? They are around Polk County. Yeah, I believe I've actually volunteered at one of them that I know happened um, at LVIM on Tuesdays. And it's what, the first and third Tuesday of the month, if I'm, if I'm remembering this right. Uh, and I believe the next one is this coming Tuesday, and I will be volunteering at that one as well. Um, where can people find um, all the locations for that one, for the End Hunger Initiative and the food drives? They can call our 211 number once again, or they can visit our website at uwcf.org, and that's United Way of Central Florida. So www.uwcf.org and look for End Hunger. And then among other programs that I noticed that the United Way is actually doing right now is one called United We Count and United We Vote. Can you tell me a little bit about this initiative since we just passed our um, primary election here? And of course, we have the general election coming up in November. This seemed very timely. Absolutely. Um, so that is a campaign um, that we are participating in that's nationwide to um, really make sure that people understand the importance of participating in the census, which was extended um, until the end of September due to the pandemic. Um, so everyone should have received information mailed to their home and each household is asked to fulfill um, the census information. And that's really critical for our community in getting information um, for funding opportunities um, on a state and federal level, as well as class sizes. And um, it just really impacts um, how our community um, schools um, work. Our, it's, it has a lot to do with um, improving our community. So we really want to make sure that people um, fulfill the census, as well as um, we know the importance of voting. And there are so many um, initiatives that we really need to make sure our citizens are um, paying attention to what's happening on a state, um, local, and federal level. So we just really want to um, ensure that people know how to vote, know how to register, um, and can get to the polls. Um, we are a nonpartisan organization, but we support um, voting and um, want to make sure everyone knows how to do that and can, can get access to our local supervisor of elections so that they can register. That's and wonderful. Those, Go ahead, Christine. Speaking of those underserved areas, um, we're really excited that we just um, passed a new initiative called Ride United. Um, we mentioned those 17 drops, which have been um, a tremendous support during the last couple of months um, to help those that um, need food and other resources. But we're also partnering with DoorDash in the United Way Worldwide and providing 500 deliveries per week to individuals who can't make it to those food drops. 
Um, so if you're an organization or an individual work, which works with retirees, veterans, or any other group that um, may be more susceptible to COVID-19, we do have a program that if they have more than 25 deliveries, we can help get those deliveries done. They do need the resources, but we can get those um, resources to the individuals. And it helps keep those DoorDash drivers um, employed. It helps us to get the services to um, the individuals in need. And it helps those agencies with a much needed resource. That's great. Um, so let me ask you this. You know, it sounds like United Way, obviously, you are designed to kind of meet a crisis in so many ways. But even with that being said, like, obviously, you are the organization that has the relationships and the partnerships that allow you to you know, respond to needs in, in very challenging times. But has there been a challenge here that is, has surprised you? Um, or been more difficult than you thought it would be initially? I don't think we've had surprises because we always expect the unexpected when we're addressing a disaster. What's so unique about this disaster and how it's impacted Lakeland citizens and all of Polk Highlands and Hardy County is that there's so many unknowns and then it's impacted all of us in one way or another, whether it's health or a financial way our reason. Um, when you have a hurricane and it hits this area, um, our community is very generous. And once that hurricane hits, we all know it's coming. It hits. And then the great thing about our community is that individuals mobilize and they target on that one community or the neighborhoods where it impacted the most. What's different about this one is that it's impacting all of us. But it's also not only just one hurricane, it's many, many, many hurricanes hitting us back to back to back. Um, so I think that unknowns have really um, um, been a challenge for many in our community. But what is great is the, to see the resiliency of so many of our nonprofit partners. So outside of an, uh, an emergency or a disaster, we work with over 60 partners and agencies throughout the community that provide services to address um, the greatest needs in the community. It's under education, income, and health, um, and of course, those safety net factors as well. Um, but you're seeing some of our early education centers turn into e-virtual hubs in partnership with the school board. You're seeing health clinics provide PPE, um, they're providing other services. In the income arena, you're helping some of those partners that provided budget classes actually help individuals find jobs and help them um, build a resume. So what's been um, surprising, but also very rewarding has been to see the resiliency of our nonprofit partners and our nonprofits throughout Lakeland and to see um, community members react in a different way. But it's of course not surprising that our community has been so supportive of each other. Yeah, it's funny that you should mention the hurricane analogy, because as we're heading into the most active part of hurricane season, how do you think that that is going to exacerbate what is already, you know, a fairly stressed system? And are you working to put anything in place, you know, if we have to open shelters, if we have to do that um, in a socially distanced world? Members of our community um, can be very proud of our leadership team, um, of our county leadership, our city leadership, um, even our top corporate leaders in this community. Um, because as we've been going through this COVID-19 experience, and as we've been addressing issues, they've always prepared and always kept um, top of mind that a pending storm could hit. 
So it's it's been great to see, for example, the EOCC prepare the EOC prepare for um, COVID nineteen and serve community members, but also see that team prepared for a pending hurricane storm. Um, so part of the, I guess a perk of our job is that we've seen those community members working throughout this COVID nineteen process, but also um, be as prepared as possible to serve our citizens and our community members if a storm were to hit. You mentioned before that you have created e-virtual hubs um, to help students. Um, I assume that those that those are there to help the ones who are choosing e-learning um, but don't necessarily have access to the technology. Uh, is there is there a plan in place? Are you working with the school board already? Should um, you know weeks or months after going back to school, we have to switch everybody over to e-learning? And we, um, we work with those partners that are providing those e-virtual hubs. There have been lots of conversations on how to do that in a larger scale if needed. Um, we believe that the Polk County Public Schools has been prepared for this, and they've been working with the appropriate partners. Um, we've been at the table in those discussions. Um, we actually have a master teacher program where our master teachers go into child care centers and help to build um, the curriculum and development for um, early education. And those um, individuals have been working with a lot of those partners to see what that would mean if we needed it on a larger scale. Um, so yes, as we're approaching uh, hurricane season or we're in hurricane season and also um, watching the numbers throughout the county, um, we believe that there are quite a bit of opportunities to partner. Um, funding is a necessity, um, but we see a lot of churches, nonprofits, the schools themselves working towards making sure that we serve our students in the best that we are able to do. Well, and the funding is a good point. Um, do you want to talk a little bit about the United Way and the COVID Relief Fund? Absolutely. Um, in March, um, we established the United Community Relief Fund um, with Goodwill Community Foundation, and that was to directly address um, COVID-19 and any future um, natural or health disasters that could arise in our community. Um, and so that's been a great partnership to be able to provide additional funding during this um, crazy, as everyone says, unprecedented situation that we're in um, to be able to provide extra funding to those agencies when they're in the greatest need. And they, those partners that we work with, as well as um, additional partners that GiveWell has relationships with, we've been able to um, broaden our reach um, and really work directly with community um, nonprofits that are boots on the ground um, addressing these needs on a daily basis. And I want to transition a little bit to talk more about the Alice report. Um, but I want I, I want to let uh, Catherine you explain exactly what Alice is. Absolutely, um, Alice is um, an acronym that we use in United Way world that call um, is asset limited, income constrained, employed. Um, and this report is um, something that we partner with United Ways across the state of Florida um, to put out and keep um, up-to-date information on um, the situation of community members across our state and our um, central Florida region. Um, so we know that individuals um, may not be in what is considered the federal poverty level, but that they are still um, struggling to make ends meet on a daily basis and that one that they are one crisis away from um, really hurting and really um, not being able to put food on the table for their families. Um, and so this 
This really allows us to be able to illustrate to the community um, those needs. And unfortunately, um, before COVID-19 hit, we had um, over 2.6 million um, individuals in um, this Alice group within the state of Florida. So they're just one um, disaster away from um, financial ruin, which is why we've seen so many individuals um, in our food lines across the state um, and seeking assistance who maybe have never needed to seek assistance before. Yeah, I think that's incredibly timing. I mean, we we hear a lot about income inequality in this country, and I know there's been a, you know a very vigorous debate about minimum wage and whether or not that's enough. And so, with Alice, which we're really looking at. Are the people who, you know, generally have full-time jobs or, um, you know, are cobbling together part-time jobs uh, and it's maybe meeting, you know, some basic necessities here, but not really providing, not people who essentially aren't able to build a social safety net for themselves is what it sounds like. Absolutely. Yeah, and it's, it's that, but it's also um, preventative programming as well. So providing assistance and providing resources for those individuals that are working hard, they're working to make ends meet, um, but then an emergency situation could occur. Um, for example, a flat tire or um, a medical bill, and then now they're not able to um, pay for childcare, or they're having to decide, do I go to the doctor or I put food on the table? Um, and so it's a focus on those that are really, truly looking for a handout, not just a handout to um, better their lives and better their situation for their family. Yeah, unfortunately, over the last um, 10 years, we've seen that no matter how hard these individuals work, and they are very hardworking, um, they're, the gap between our wages and the cost of living just continued to um, widen. So um, it, that's really the core of the group of who United Way serves um, regularly before um, any sort of crisis situation like COVID would hit. This is, this is the target demographic of who we're trying to help on a daily basis. Mm -hmm. And I assume we're, we're expecting to see this group actually expand um, in a post-COVID. Do you have any sense right now of, of what that expansion is going to look like, what the increase of households um, in, you know, at the Alice threshold or below is going to be? And I know this is a little bit of prognosticating, but any sense yet of, you know, how long that's going, you know, the impact from COVID-19 might actually last economically? We expect this to be a long-term recovery for uh, many individuals in our community. There are so many unknowns for us to have specific figures or facts, um, but we do expect this to be a, a long rebuilding um, opportunity for our community. Um, you'll also see that a lot of our nonprofit partners and um, United Way itself, while the COVID-19 support and a lot of that emergency support is um, great and um, in large quantities, it's also at a cost to the programming and the operational cost of a lot of those programs. So they're working hard to make ends meet, but also trying to serve more with limited resources and the need to social distance and protect their employees and their um, clients. Yeah, it's a difficult situation because of course, yeah, the increase for operating has actually, you know, 
or the cost of operating rather has gone up for so many nonprofits. Um, I'm sure, you know, for people who are out doing field work, you're now having to invest in things like PPE that you never had to invest in before. Uh, as I was digging in a little bit into the Alice report, I saw that there were some neighborhoods that were much more, or neighborhoods, um, census, what do they call them, census designated areas um, in Polk County that were very deeply affected. Um, uh, there's an area called Bradley Junct Junction that has a 94% of its population is at the, the Alice threshold or below. It's 179 households, so it's not a hugely densely populated area, but definitely one that has experienced a lot of income constraints there. But then two of the um, two of the biggest areas were actually right here, just outside of Lakeland and basically unincorporated Lakeland. We have Crystal Lake um, at 79% um, at the Alice threshold or below, and the Cumbie Settlement at 73% at the Alice threshold and below. Um, and those are pretty significant size populations that have over 2,000 households apiece. Are there any neighborhood-based programs um, that you're working on that are that, you know, specifically targeted to these areas? Absolutely. Um, our community partnership school is actually housed at Crystal Lake Elementary, um, and we started this partnership um, a couple of years ago um, where we are able to bring um, education partners, financial stability partners, um, help all into one hub to serve that neighborhood. So the neighborhood can really get, it's like a one-stop shop for everything that they could possibly need. So we have a clinic um, with Central Florida Healthcare um, on site to serve the families, um, not only of the school, um, but just of the neighborhood at large. So the parents and students of the Crystal Lake Elementary, of course, have access, but also the neighbors and the surrounding area um, can access those services as well. You know, at the start of this, I said that you touched on all four of the different categories that Lakeland Vision has um, has determined are most important. So I don't, um, I, I just want to say thank you for all the work that you and the United Way does. Um, one of the last things I want to say is I found this um, quote on Catherine's uh, social media page, actually, <laughs> and I thought this was wonderful. Uh, you posted the other day, you can give a person a fish, you can teach a person to fish, or you can revolutionize the fishing industry. At United Way, we can do all of this. And I thought that was I thought that was really wonderful and a great way to look at this. This is not an either or. These things are not mutually exclusive. And you guys are doing all of that. So if there is one big takeaway you would like people who've actually stayed tuned for the full half an hour here um, to take away about the United Way, what would that be? And I would love for each of you to kind of answer that separately. So Christina, do you want to start? The main thing um, that I would want individuals to hear and to know is that United Way is truly your community organization, um, that we're here throughout the years. We've been established here um, for over 75 years in Lakeland and that we're here for you no matter what the situation is. During this last COVID-19 um, pandemic situation, we have had to adjust and pivot um, but that we are here to provide services for individuals in our community. Um, we want to bring you to the table year-round. We want to talk to you about giving back, about advocating and volunteerism. Um, but even more importantly, during a situation like this, we're here for you. 
Um, and please utilize that number 211 or text your zip code to 898-211. We have a plethora of services um, and agencies and partners that are wanting to serve this community and willing and able to serve this community. Thank you. Uh, and, and Catherine, what would you like people to take away about the United Way? Absolutely. Um, just to echo what Christina said, we're here to serve um, all of our community, no matter your background, no matter um, who you are, where you work, um, what your religion is, what your ethnicity is. We're here to serve all of Polk Hardy in Highlands County. And we're also here to provide um, opportunities if you want to give back, if you want to volunteer, if you want to get involved in um, advocacy efforts to share our message, to be an ambassador. Um, we're not just here to fundraise, we're here to serve the community. So whether it's um, providing those financial resources, which are so essential, but also providing that um, opportunity for the community just to come together to serve one another and um, give back, especially in times of need. So it's more important than ever with um, the craziness of everything going on and people being somewhat stuck in their homes and feeling very anxious. Um, you know, we're just here to provide an outlet in whatever way you need it, whether it's um, to for help or if you just need that outlet to be able to help others as well. And we're, our campaign. we're kicking off our campaign next week, next Thursday. Um, so we encourage all those workplaces um, looking for a way to get involved, looking for an avenue um, for their employees to provide assistance. Please join us. Please join me, Catherine, um, our families in supporting this community and creating outcome measurements for those that need it the most right now. Well, thank you. Thank you so much for being part of Listen Lakeland and for everything that you do for our community. And if you caught the tail end of this, I just want to reintroduce my guests today were Christine Kreiser Jackson, CEO of the United Way of Central Florida, and Catherine Fitzwater, VP of Marketing and Communications, also for the United Way. Listen Lakeland is brought to you as a collaborative project between Lakeland Vision, the City of Lakeland, and Hall Communications. Thank you so much for tuning in, and we'll see you next time.